Our text this week, 1 Samuel 19, finds David, an innocent man, running and hiding, living in caves as he seeks to protect himself from an insane king who pursues him to kill him. David is now designated as King Saul's number one enemy. King Saul's anger is directed at David primarily because the cultural and political opinions expressed by the people who compare David's war successes as more than that of his. His insecurity intensified to the point where he assembled the army and went in search of David, who is now a fugitive hiding in caves. King Saul has now embarked on a relentless campaign to find, destroy, and or kill David. How should David respond in a situation like this? His life is now disrupted. He's on the run. Normalcy has gone. In fact, he is now in a situation where he has to depend on others for the basic necessities of life. Like David, there are seasons in our lives when we have to adapt to the circumstances that face us. Very often, these are not even brought about because of our own doing. We find ourselves sometimes in situations that result from the negative attitudes and actions of others towards us. These persons we sometimes label as our enemies. These circumstances and situations really do come to test and shape our character. What are the principles by which we live? In other words, what are our core values? And can these core values support us when we find ourselves in these desperate situations fighting for our very lives? We find David in this text as a talented musician, a confident and competent shepherd, and a sociable young man. He enjoys the favorable opinion of his community members. He is deeply spiritual and seeks to place God at the forefront of his life. He has developed a reputation of a giant slayer and the popular musician that he is has made him a national hero. This character, as we have come to know him, is known in a situation where he is most vulnerable fighting for his very life. David found himself assigned to the palace as one of the talented, perhaps the most talented chief musician in the king's palace. This assignment gave him the opportunity to rub shoulders with the most important and influential members of society. At a personal level, David is gaining first an experience of life in the palace among the royal family. Somewhere in his heart, he hopes to become king one day. The political utterances around him must have been very encouraging. He hoped that some way 
shape or form, he would get the opportunity to rule the nation. He had already proven that he has what it takes to defend, protect, and deliver the nation from its enemies. He slew the Philistines' champion warrior, Goliath. King Saul decided that he was going to remove the political threat that David represented. Saul devised a public campaign to find and destroy David. He was relentless in his pursuit of David. Saul, we are told in the scriptures, had bouts of demonic possessions and influences that made him depressed, anxious, and violent. He vowed to kill David and spent hours pursuing him to this end. In order to survive this relentless campaign, David had to operate on the basis of his knowledge. He was not naive. He took note of Saul's plans to kill him and he adopted a defensive posture of self-preservation. We can learn a few lessons from David's response to Saul's relentless campaign. 1. Take time to build strategy strategic relationships. Diligently seek out your Jonathan. You see, Jonathan was Saul's son. He was a member of the royal family. Despite his status, Jonathan proved to be David's eyes, ears, and heart in the palace. He, through his activities, became David's protector against his father. The tendency we have to see everybody as being against us, blind our eyes and harden our attitude towards people who belong to or are associated with persons we deemed as enemy, sometimes without even a second thought. David sought out Jonathan and developed a lifelong mutually respectful relationship right there in the palace. Generally speaking, in situations like these, we tend to write off entire families who seek to destroy us. David was perceptive and generous in spirit and heart and saw Jonathan for the kind, gentle, and authentic human being that he was. Secondly, give people the benefit of the doubt. Even though Jonathan was Saul's son, David gave him the benefit of the doubt. And in the relationship that they shared, David was accountable and confidential. Remember, relationship has to be mutually beneficial. David thought about Jonathan's well-being as he did not put him in a situation where he would have undermined his relationship with his father and family members. David viewed any attempt of killing King Saul as a political assassination and therefore would not undermine the authority of God by taking the life of Saul. In our state of vulnerability, we must remember our lives are in the hands of the Lord and our goal is always to please him in all that we do. David's point of reference was that of facing Goliath. 
He was spiritually aware that he was fighting the Goliath in the name of the Lord. At no time are we adequate to do the battle in our own strength and on our own behalf. We must be careful always to remember that Jehovah captains the army and gives the directive. Without the directive of the Lord, we fight our own battles and defeat is sure. We have to make the directives of the Lord our guiding principles. Remember, we are guided by Jesus when he was tempted after 40 days of fasting. When he was tempted to turn stones into bread, he reminded all of us by declaring, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. David has also taught us that we must be careful to embrace our core values. When we embrace and live out our core values, they protect us from engaging in opportunism. Opportunism plays self-interest above God's will and purpose. Opportunism is the easy way out when we are at our most vulnerable emotionally, physically, and spiritually. While King Saul was pursuing David in the valleys and upon the mountains to kill him, David had the opportunity to slay him twice. And on both occasions, he refused to take the opportunity. Much to the disappointment and displeasure of his small army. David's justification was that Saul was the Lord's anointed and therefore he would not touch the Lord's anointed. For some people, David would be justified in killing Saul as it was Saul who declared war on David and pursued him to execute him day and night. Today, you might be in a situation where you're tempted to touch the Lord's anointed as you feel his public campaign to destroy you would come to an end and give you the relief that you so much long for. Take a lesson from David. Touch not the Lord's anointed. Give God the space and time to carry out his will and purpose in, on your behalf. He will protect you in your season of vulnerability. Remember, the God of the mountain is still God in the valley. And when things go wrong, he will make them right. Amen.